Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 38 we're doing this week here with Coleman joining us back here in the studio as well as uh, Jesse Williams. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. Glad to be back. It's been um, it's been a good couple weeks to kind of unwind after the session. but So kind of getting into the news, um, a lot has been happening this week. It's always exciting to see different hemp and marijuana related issues coming out of Politico. Um, but some of the, the bigger news recently has been coming from the Supreme Court. Um, this is a, an NBC News piece that said Clarence Thomas says federal laws against marijuana may no longer be necessary. Now this is kind of on, on the heels of the Mexico Supreme Court that ruled in, in 2018 that it was unconstitutional to prosecute against marijuana and that was kind of held up into to the final judgment that came out this Monday. And so not only has Mexico now passed recreational marijuana, but the Supreme Court has confirmed that you can no longer prosecute for marijuana crimes in Mexico. This the now Mexico Supreme Court. So people are confused. Yeah, the, the Mexico, yeah, yes. So, yeah, excuse me. So the Mexico yeah. Supreme Court. So that now makes Mexico, our, our neighbor to the south, the largest marijuana market in, in the world now. Um, it's... It's really interesting. Um, and you see Clarence Thomas They're saying... probably the biggest market for methamphetamine and a lot of other drugs as, as well, but... But, but kudos to Mexico for, for their, to the government well, I, for, for passing that. Yeah, I mean, they're the largest legal market for, for marijuana in the world now. Um, so hopefully that that continues to, to push the narrative at the national level. And again, having Clarence Thomas, who you know traditionally has been one of the most conservative justices on the Supreme Court, is, is definitely pointing to some reform, hopefully in the, the not-too-distant future. Um, some other really exciting things, and, and this one kind of came as a shock to me. Uh, this is a political article. In a rare bipartisan move, Senate approves bill to help farmers profit on climate action. Um, so this was a bill that passed really overwhelmingly. I think there was only eight votes against this in the Senate. Um, it was uh, Senate Bill 1251 that basically aims to decomplicate a lot of the different carbon markets that have existed up there and, and directs the USDA to, to open up a lot of those markets. And you know something that we've talked about on this show quite a bit is that one of the best past the market, kind of that minimal viable product for the hemp industry and the hemp fiber industry is carbon sequestration. You know, it's long been been shown that the hemp is one of the most uh, beneficial plants at absorbing carbon out of the atmosphere. And, and just a really easy way to think about that is, you know, we equate carbon sequestration based upon the poundage, the tonnage of material that can be produced per acre. And hemp's a little over 40% total uh, of the total plant is, is carbon. And so you know, harvesting, baling that up, um, seeing what that tonnage is um, per acre, there could be some serious um, incentives there. And it's it's been really interesting. I saw this this article earlier this week from um, a gentleman who's with the the governor um, with with Greg Abbott, you know, shaking his hand and and you know really thanking the governor for for you know standing by his position in that meeting that Texas is going to be one of the largest hemp producers in the world mm -hmm. and. 
and supporting all of the carbon sequestration that comes from that coming out of the governor's office. You know, this has been carbon sequestration, carbon credits have been somewhat of a taboo issue, um, particularly on the right. And I don't know if it's the the upcoming redistricting, uh, the the um, the the primaries that are coming up in the not too distant future is pushing that that narrative but i'm super encouraged to to see that trend move in that direction and speaking of primaries we've we had sid miller last week who was on who right. announced here as well that he was going to be doing his re-election bid for ag commissioner and now we've gotten a hint from chairman james white from the house that he's possibly going to run for the ag commissioner position as well so we've yeah. already got Two people are possibly throwing their hat in the ring that we know are very much cannabis friendly in that space. Yeah, no, I, I can confirm that. He actually officially announced James White will be will be running for, mm-hmm. for ag commissioner this next year. James White is a representative from East Texas, has served in the Texas legislature for is a he, long he's time. James White's a Democrat, isn't he? Uh, oh. James White is a Republican. Oh, okay. and, and actually, um, you know, has a, a very strong relationship in agriculture, um, also in, in law enforcement. I believe in the past he's been the chair of the criminal justice department or the criminal justice committee um, mm-hmm. and criminal jurisprudence. And so that would be really interesting um, to see how that dynamic plays out. Um, but I, I know overall he's always been very supportive of hemp. He's been a co-sponsor and a very early co-sponsor on hemp bills that, that have been pushed in the past and then has also been a big advocate for for penalty reduction. Um, that unfortunately didn't pass this session, but yep. – you know, hopefully, with all these trends kind of moving around Mexico, well, Supreme Court, hopefully we can see this come up on a special session. Well, hopefully, I think the main thing that I'm I'm, I'm interested in seeing is that, uh, uh, at least from a Texans standpoint, that there needs to be a media push. And see, Liz and Patrick have been re- reaching out to me for a kind of a, a member of the media kind of pushing for um, – I guess education for these candidates as it regards to uh, the next uh, voting this for the Senate and getting these representatives elective. And I think it's a, it's important that we all put together a, a, some kind of a collective media in, in, in hemp or cannabis in the state to um, make everyone aware guys, where, where do these candidates set on marijuana and cannabis and, and hemp reform, hemp, hemp, New hemp laws, expanding hemp, making making these uh, genetics more available, um, getting these candidates on the record where they stand on all of this. Because I think we we really got to get Dan Patrick out if we want anything in this thing at all. One of the one of the issues we we run into that I've seen over the last two sessions now has been like Texas Normal puts out what they call their voter guide. They work with Texans for responsible okay. marijuana policy. They send a survey to all of the candidates who are going to be on the primary ballot and the general election ballot. The issue we see is that people, after these things happen, after the elections take place, then they show up and go, well, how was I supposed to know? And it's like, you have to show up and listen beforehand and afterwards. You can't wait for the results and then wonder, well, why did this happen? And and most of these candidates make it fairly easy if you visit their website. Um, and a good way to find out who your, your state representative and senator is, if you just Google, who represents me, Texas, you'll have that first link. Yeah, you my enter city, in your, my city or my neighborhood. Yeah, it, it puts in your zip code. As yeah. soon as you put in that zip code, it's going to show you who all those candidates yeah. are. Go to their website, follow their, their uh, newsletters, 
and and like Jesse was saying, every everyone's eyes right now are on to the the 2023 primaries. Um, I think a lot of what we'll see in the Texas special session will kind of be geared around uh, this this upcoming primary because everyone is up for re-election. And so that means between now and 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 March, really, uh, these folks are going to be back in district. We're not in session right now, and they're going to be having different events. Like Jesse said, go to those events, ask those questions, record that. Um, please share that with the Texas Hemp Show. Any insight that, that you provide is is very valuable to us and to the rest of the, the community on this. And then also Normal, I know, would also appreciate that We're not as well. in session for another eight days. And then July 8th, we're having special session, as well as um, Republicans Against Marijuana Prohibition have actually started a petition to Greg Abbott, an email campaign to add medical cannabis to the special session because of how it was gutted in the Senate. And it was done very privately as well. Like there was no open discussion. Well, I think it was important that Sid Miller even said on the show last week, guys, he said that there is legislature, there's there's members of legislature that sadly, most of Texans want uh, expansion of medicinal marijuana. We, We wanna have a good cannabis and hemp program, but sadly there is members of legislature not naming any that are you know causing a causing some slowness we're we're really close you know getting that bill through the house and senate and it ultimately dying in in the final negotiations in those last couple days was real really still landmark for the the state um and we're moving there there's another great article marijuana moment put out this week says that nine in ten texas voters support legalizing marijuana in some form that poll finds and so almost 90 percent of the state it's it's time to 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 make a move on this not moving on this is is impeding the the growth of the hemp industry the grain and the fiber um and it's also um you know, slowing up the progress uh, of marijuana as a whole. All right, we'll be back on the other side. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold Dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high-margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. 
Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden, your publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. We're looking forward to the July issue. comes out tomorrow here in Austin on July 1st um, with some humor. Um, but then, you know, we, we do tackle some, some issues there on the drug war with, um, with Ricky Ross. I think that's a little interesting. That's part of that levity, that lightness. Um, my interview with Kevin Booth, who's a local filmmaker, and I, I've known Kevin for, for 20 years, uh, is also lighthearted. But there's some angry people talking about the 87th that wasn't. And I don't know if it's angry, Jesse, but you you, got, you had an 87th legislature one. Uh, we, we also had a, we're just about three articles that, that talk about uh, what we didn't get out of legislature in the last session. Disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, I guess mounds of disappointment. Yeah, I guess there's some disappointment that, that was certainly um, articulated there, but it's articulated very, uh, very carefully and 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 professionally. One of those, what was the attorney there that did that story? Andrea Steele. Yeah, Andrea. Andrea contributed something again. She hasn't written for us in a couple of issues, and so we got to got to hear her talk about what we didn't get. And, and, and actually, the article Coleman is called, "Hey, 87th, what happened?" 
she always has a unique perspective about things. And she does. I, I it's like very fresh. Reading her stuff, how she she views things from a legal aspect. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting to think about kind of the the greater things that were in play in the eighty seventh. Um, I unfortunately, I think a lot of these cannabis related bills were collateral damage um, to to kind of what ended up being a pretty messy session with. You know the the house shutting down for a couple of days the week before, the and walked out, and then walked out on the last day. Um, you know it's it's kind of tit for tat, unfortunately. Um, you know I think I, I really appreciated um, the job you did, Russell, in, in interviewing um, Commissioner Miller. You know it sounds like there was a real openness from him to. Yeah, I really felt that too. Um, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I really did feel like. You know, he he was with us on some things, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of what was contained in that bill, you know, pertained to expanding genetics with our with our universities, addressed a lot of these regulatory silly things like having to test immature plants. Yeah, a lot of those things. I, from my understanding, the the Texas Department of Agriculture can can go ahead and and implement. And I asked that. you know, several times of him. Hey, what are what are your where's the little flexibility that you have in your rules? Because, he, you know, he, he says that he kind of you know addressed it a little bit, but he said that one of his attorneys was out with COVID. But, uh, but you know, I think there it's open. He was definitely open to some flexibility with with um, what he can do. Um, with his uh, rules and regulations at, at TDA, you know, just going so far as as that bill did, I, I mean, it does show that ninety eight percent of what was in that bill, everyone agreed on, and and we should be advancing those for our farmers um, as much as possible. That's that's certainly my hope. Um, but yeah, you know, just a, a disappointment, unfortunately. Um, you know, we were really really hopeful to to have that that commercial feed and, and deeming hemp as an agriculture commodity um, that was first done in Montana. Um, now Oregon has also passed legislation and, and this is still a big initiative right now uh, amongst the, the hemp industry. There was a, a great article that was put out um, around New Holland that New Holland still really promotes hemp. You know, one of the largest implements companies in the world is really promoting um, hemp for, for animal feed. Um, you know, I, I have a close relationship with the the Hemp Feed Coalition, and, and they have a, a a Hemp for Horse campaign that they're doing right now. Um, you know, I think there's there's, I think I and you know, don't quote me on this, but I think like a million horses just in Texas. I mean, that's that's a huge market right now, and you know where where hemp grain production is. Um, you know, we've got a number of years to to really grow some of these niche markets um and um you know a, a good while before you're gonna be able to really healthily scale this um to, to being over say a, a million acres um so still a lot of work to be done in genetics here yeah. a lot of great work going on in south texas up around the lubbock area um i know a m has a has a pilot crop here just in Taylor, just right down the road from, from where we are here at the show. Um, and so the, the work's being done, just kind of sit back and, and see what progress is made this year. And, and hopefully we can get that done in the next, next two years. Overall, the interview there with the commissioner was, was positive. I felt, and I think, um, things aren't positive. Things are going to be good for, for a couple of years. We've got, we're, we're still, 
like he said, uh, one bat at a time off of that elephant. But uh, I feel positive about the uh, very open-minded and positive about uh, the future of all things hemp in Texas as we get things going. It's just going to take some time for some of that industrial, those industrial, the infrastructure has got to build itself, Coleman, you know, for a couple of years to get uh, uh, some of the bigger things and, you know, maybe, you know, plastics. And like he even mentioned, lumber was one of the big things that I hadn't realized lumber had gone up. But uh, yeah, no, that's it. You can make some really cool yeah, you know, that, wood products out of him. That's a big inflection point right now. I, I've seen that the average price of homes here in in the Austin area has increased by over thirty thousand dollars due to to lumber shortages, and wow, you know the prices yeah. have gone up. Um, I think by three hundred percent from where they were just just a, a yeah, couple years ago. That's finally leveling out. Like we're finally getting the supply of lumber to match the demand, and it's more of the demand is finally falling off. Because everybody was just home, and they were like, "Well, we're going to do these projects. We got a little bit of months. So a lot of people had a little bit of money coming in, like a, a stimulus check. And they were going, "Well, I'm going to spend money on like making a deck or repairing this," and the lumber prices shot through the roof because you also didn't have workers out in the fields in these lumber mills to make this lumber. Yeah, it's it's it, finally balancing back out, though. It, it's so exciting to to have the prospect of. of uh, hey, Russell. Yes, welcome to the program. We're on the Texas Hemp Show. Uh, Troy's joining us, guys, from uh, uh, Bright Ideas. The website is bihydro.com. Thanks for tuning in uh, and uh, calling in, Troy. I wanted to get you on and have you talk a little bit about your products and, and how, how things are going with you. We were uh, Coleman and Jesse and I were, were just here having a conversation So uh, as we were waiting for your call. Uh, uh, but uh, Troy from Bright Ideas joining us here on the Texas Hemp Show. How are you? Good, sir. How you doing today? All right, good, good. Glad to have you call in. Um, what's what's going on with your operation? You've got three three locations now. Yeah, I've got one in San Antonio, two here in Austin. Um, you know, we're trying to help the hemp growers get started, um, get their project going, and and get up off the ground. Uh, we can help them uh, get their growing equipment. Uh, we've got uh, consultants also that can help them. Um, right now, with uh, the summertime, it's it's mainly hemp growers that are keeping us busy. That's great. So, Troy, you know, we're we're here June thirtieth, and you know, if you were to to give some recommendations and just direction to to hemp farmers right now, uh, what do you think is really the most important thing that they should be looking at in their operations, and and how can can BI Hydro help them out? Okay. Um, well. Uh, figuring out how they're going to grow is going to be probably the most important thing. Um, we can help them to do that. Uh, we're finding that super soils is one of the better ways to grow. It takes a lot of the guesswork out of the project, makes it a lot simpler for the grower. Uh, we find a lot of our growers are actually new growers. They've never grown before, mm-hmm. and so they're looking for the help. They're looking for something that's easy to do. And we're knocking the ball out of the park with the, the super soil. It uh, makes the, the, the grow much, much easier. Um, basically, you know, water and uh, watch your plants, monitor, make sure you're not getting disease or pest. And Troy, makes are, the job a whole easier. Troy, are these, uh, are you finding a lot of this? Is it, are these indoor grows? I mean, is that the large part of your market is indoor grow, right? It is, yeah, but this time of year, what's uh, keeping us busy are the outdoor hemp growers. Okay. So we do have a lot of indoor growers in addition. Um, 
you know, for those guys, uh, they probably really need to consider what kind of environment they're going to grow in and how that's going to affect their bottom uh, line. Um, you know, making sure things are insulated well. Um, some people think they can just grow in a greenhouse or a barn, and they learn later it's going to take a lot more money to make things come out right. You know, one of my um, – I had somebody uh, text me the other day. Uh, Coleman, I think I shared this with you. It was the uh, CBD Seed Lab guys were asking me, Russell, what is the top five challenges that you think those farmers in Texas are, are – are dealing with one of the one of the issues that I addressed to him back was um, pest pest control and and you know pesticides and and uh, you know how how much of how much do you consult on that Troy with with your products and you know, do you find that the are you selling a lot of that with outdoor right now or or because that seems to be yeah. something that we're we're starting to see a lot of concern there for that. Well, in Texas, we do have lots of insects, more so than most other states, so it's something to consider. Um, most outdoor growers don't take that serious enough. They don't really realize how important that is. You know, say somebody that they don't take it seriously because they're not checking their plants on a daily basis, and if you're outdoor growing, you should be checking your plants more than once a day. Um, powdery mildew, insects, those kinds of things can knock you out within 24 hours if you're not on top of it. Yeah, I, I loved how, how Sid Miller stated it last week. He said that the best way to grow these plants is with a shadow, your shadow, sitting right over the top of them. Uh, definitely got to stay, stay on top of it pretty regular. Yeah, it's not just plant a seed, water, and harvest. There's lots of things in between. The, the growers really got to understand what they're looking for. Uh, using some type of microscope or something to get magnification and, and really be able to see what's going on. So if you're waiting to see it with your eyeballs, then it's too late once you typically have seen it. Yeah. Uh, our guest, uh, uh, Troy, with Bright Ideas, they're in uh, North Austin, South Austin, and then they got a location down there on San Antonio. Uh, one of the things, you know, you run a small ad with us there, Troy. You've been with us for a long time uh, to boldly grow. Uh you guys do some grow room design work. Can, can you speak to the, you know, consulting that you guys do and, and help with, you know, growers just growing uh, and, and designing their own grow rooms? Sure. Um, yeah, if they don't have an idea of how they need to set it up, then we're going to find out what environment they're trying to use and, you know, what size area they're trying to cover with lighting. So we're going to start at that point. Um, we can, uh, you know, take them anywhere from the old style lighting HID to the new LEDs. Uh, the new LEDs, you know, you can put more light on a leaf than the sun does, so things have really changed with the new LEDs. And with those LEDs, you're also reducing a lot of the heat in that environment and and your, your utility bill um, as well, correct? You definitely have the opportunity to do that. A lot of the new growers are wanting the strongest lights they can get, and some of those guys are finding out that some of these lights are stronger than they know how to grow with. When I say you're putting more light on the leaf than the sun, uh, that's a mutating effect. Plants have evolved to the sun for millions of years, and now we've got lights that are so powerful that you actually put more light on the leaf than the sun does. So you're going to see things that we've never seen before. In most cases, it's a benefit. People like it. Um, but, you know, there's pros and cons to everything that we do, and so it's a trade-off. But uh, typically you're going to get 
more yield and uh, more high performance growth. This is this is Jesse Williams. I wanted to ask, as far as when you consult with companies, is there a, a size that you recommend for a grow facility? Because I've I've talked to a couple of individuals who are looking to come into the state. And they're looking at growing some, like building some massive buildings. I've been on tours for places. It's pretty much a typical office space that they're doing a rotating crop. But it seems like I'm finding more and more people are wanting to do larger space. Are y'all able to to work with companies that want to come in and do that? We can. Um, you know, we don't provide the HVAC, so that part has to be handled by a professional. Yeah. So that needs to be understood. Uh, they're definitely going to have to have enough HVAC to be able to handle the entire environment. Um, you know, oh, so the, we've got the proper air filters to go with it. Do that. Saying definitely the proper air filters to go with it. I've seen that in some of the facilities I've toured. So I understand what you're getting with that. Troy, you, you spoke about the super soils a little bit ago. What, what's the biggest mover for you right now? Like, what's what's really you know moving? Uh, can you you know talk about a brand or, or two that you that you find that's working out yeah. for, for growers? Yeah, for the last seven years, we've been trying to find the best super soil. So we've been through about seven different brands that have claimed to be the best one, and we put them up against each other. Mm-hmm. And right now, we've got one out of Colorado called Reds. It's from Miller's Super Soils, and uh, we truly just have to water this product. Um, other products like it, in the end, we typically have to sub- you know, substitute a little bit of product to try to uh, get a better result. But this product is really doing well. Uh, we do add some compost tea to it in the second month, which is a little bit of a biological aspect. And other than that, just watering. And in a three-month grow, um, like I said earlier, guys are knocking the ball out of the park. They're really loving the way things are turning out. And uh, that's really where uh, some of the mistakes are made is when people are trying to feed these plants and push them to their maximum production, they make mistakes. And with the super soil, it takes the, the problems out of the the equation uh, makes things really simple. That's great. So this red super soil that you can find at Bihydro, that's bihydro.com. Uh, Troy, I, I know one of the big issues last year um, also really stemmed around genetics and a lot of different different varieties that are coming from northern climates that because of the photolite period here in, in our more southern climate, you saw a lot of premature flowering and, and not the, the optimum yields that a lot of those those farmers were, were looking for. Could you kind of speak to the genetics and then different ways that people can control that environment to, to control the, the flowering process to, to get some, some better yields and, and better end product? Okay. Well, I'm not a genetic expert in this industry, um, but when choosing genetics, you know, you probably want something that's going to be a quicker turn. If you're going to choose genetics that are, for instance, a sativa variety, that's something that's going to be a lot longer term. So I personally think that um, getting a plant in and out is a virtue. Uh, the longer you have plants in the field or otherwise under lights indoors, the, the more likely you're going to have some type of exposure to something that's going to run your crop. So there's, you know, tissue disease, could be powdery mildew, it could be insects, um, it could be some type of natural disaster, it could be your power went out. But uh, the quicker you get things in and out, the more likely you're going to get a, a yield. So I would look at plants that um, that are more indica variety that are going to be a faster turn. Um, then there's also autoflower. Used to, I wouldn't recommend it. But autoflowers today, they've come a long, long ways with them. 
Um, I have lots of people that are commending them and, and saying really good things about them. So that's even faster. There's, you know, basically no veg time. Flowers, flowers just go right into, uh, plants just go right into flowering and it shortens the length in the field. So those are things to consider. Well, uh, thank you for calling in. I'm, that's about all the time I've got for you, Troy. Fire up the website. Tell folks how they can get in touch with Bright Ideas uh, here in Austin or San Antonio. Uh, you guys cover a good part of the Central Texas corridor. Uh, just let folks know how they can get in touch with you. We'll come down there and see you guys, Troy. BIHydro.com. Also, you can reach us at 512-444-2100 here in Austin. Now you won't see no sad and teary-eyed. And uh, we'd be glad to help. 444-2100 Troy, thank you so much for being a part of the Texas Hit Show. And I will come see you on Saturday with your new magazine, sir. I'll bring them down there personally on Saturday. Thank you, Russell. Appreciate you. You bet. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Thanks for calling in. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. Uh, of course, Bright Ideas. And he's been one of our supporters. Not the biggest gigantic ad, night, but he's always had a small so ad with us every around month. Since the beginning of the magazine. So just roll me up and smoke me. And uh, uh, good stuff from him and his crew down there at Bright Ideas. So check out BIHydro.com. And uh, we'll take a quick break on the other side. So Texas Hemp Show will be right back after this. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to the Texas Hip Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high margin products for vape and smoke shop. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello Texas Hemp Farmers, this is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late, in fact it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs we have three world class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hip Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. 
This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250-plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernAmpExpo.com. Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. I am Russell, the publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. And we kickoff party, the launch, launch party. party. Yeah. Say, our, our second monthly meeting is going to be the official pre-party for Lucky Leaf in Dallas. Yeah, I know. I know you've been doing a lot of work on that. Dalton O'Neill, um, Austin. Um, it, it's really exciting to see um, regular meetings and, and certainly something that they'll be growing quite a bit, I'm sure. The last one was quite a banger. We pretty much filled the space that we were at. Lots of people showed up. This one we expect, I expect to be an even bigger banger. So the Longhorn, Longhorn Ice House is the name of the venue. It'll be July 8th, 6.30 p.m. is when that starts. That's the official kickoff party for Lucky Leaf. Not going to have as many speakers as we did last time. Not going to be for speaking for as long. This is going to be more of a person-to-person, business-to-business, get-to-know-each-other, relax-after-unloading type party where people can just have fun conversating. Yeah, you could check out the ad for the monthly meeting to, I believe it's on page 47 in the upcoming issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter. So good to collaborate with you and Austin on, on that uh, advertisement for the, for the upcoming meeting. But yeah, lucky leaf number two for us in Texas, Coleman. Well, I'm looking forward to that. I've got a booth at that. Uh, are you going to be up there this time? Or yeah. Are you going as a booth are you going as a individual this time yeah so i'll be up there uh representing ionization labs and can id um so we're a third-party potency tester here um we've been started know your booth number yet i don't know our booth number yet i will have that 122 122. (laughs) i'm I'm sure i'll be close by but um you know as we were kind of 
you know, rounding out our last guests and kind of, you know, things to be anticipating. Um, there have been a number of, of people that have grown these autoflower varieties that he mentioned that are, mm-hmm. you know, starting to flower early. Um, and then we have seen quite a bit of indoor grows. Um, indoor grows are really kind of evergreen. You know, they're always rotating. And so, you know, certainly want to encourage people to visit ionizationlabs.com. Um, look at our cannabinoid potency testing services. We test for 14 different cannabinoids. And, um, you know, as we get into to later into July, August, and we get into to full-time flowering, it really is important that, that you're monitoring your crops. And, and I would really encourage you to do that weekly, taking good homogenous uh, samples, you know, kind of the, the practice by the Department of Agriculture. And, and something for you to look at as well is, you know, running a Z pattern, taking five samples, um, ideally about an eight-inch sample. Um, you can take a sample from top, middle, bottom, grind that together. We do have to have the samples that come to us at 10% moisture. So you're going to want to let that homogenous sample dry for a period of time. Three to five grams, we can turn those tests around standard 72 hours um, and can also turn them around 24 hours uh, for you as well. Something me and you have, <clears throat> excuse me, something me and you have talked about, Coleman, is when you're doing a lab test, there's, it's a call, I always mess this term up, a chromograph, chromatograph? I, chromatograph. Chromatograph. And, yeah, and we were, you know, just commenting on the on the break. Um, you know, I, I think Jesse did a really great job um, in, in the article he has in this upcoming issue, just really kind of summarizing what happened with the penalty reduction bill, with the hemp bill, how Delta 8 played in into that, and, you know, it, I mean, we say it every week, um, you know, I do, you know, test a lot of, of Delta A products. And unfortunately, and, and really where the, the risk for a lot of retailers in the state is that most of those products have high levels of Delta 9. You know, put aside however you feel about the legality of Delta 8, Delta 9 is still not legal in the state. And so you really want to be making sure that you you have the proper quality control if you're doing the extraction yourself here in the state. Um, and then, and then also, you know, retesting the products that you're getting from, from whatever supplier you're getting, um, you know, ionization labs, we're always going to tell you the truth. We want you to operate with the best data, um, and that's defendable. Um, but can I pay extra to someone and get like the result I'm looking for if I am hot? Can, is that ha- I mean, Because I hear that happens. You know, there was a really fascinating article this week, um, that it was titled uh, <laughs> the the cannabis industry has a THC problem and <laughs> and it was really highlighting a lot of different labs that have lost their license in in Washington state because they were falsifying reports to increase the THC level. Oh wow, now, not take it down. Yeah, so in the in the cannabis states um, the, the, the value, yeah, the higher yeah. the THC value, the, the more you're going to sell it for. And a lot of different retailers won't even take product if they're, say, below 15%. Yeah. In states like New York, the potency value is very important because their tax rate is based upon the potency content. And industry as a whole, you know, over 70% of all analytical tests that are run center around potency testing because... You know, for the, the CBD industry, your THC levels are going to be increasing throughout the, the cultivation process. They increase again through extraction, and then the THC is removed in remediation. So there's a lot of QA, QC points to, to look at. And, and Jesse, I'm so glad you brought up the chromatograph because, 
you know, I'm sure there will be upcoming hearings from the Department of State Health Services. I hope we have a little bit more notification than the last uh, meeting they had in November that, that didn't have any testimony or anyone in the, attendance. The, the meeting that they claimed that they put out publicly, yet there was no testimony submitted, there were no comments submitted, and all of a sudden they had an opinion about it. Yeah, I think we'll all be keeping a, a lot closer eye. And, you know, still my suggestion um, as just a best practice, and this is certainly something available to you from ionization labs, if you request the, the chromatograph. So the chromatograph is that raw chart that shows all the different peaks, what the percentage of, of that report is. What you will find from many of these companies not reporting any Delta-9 in their products is that they're co-eluding peaks, or they're essentially hiding Delta-8, or excuse me, Delta-9 behind Delta-8, that if, if you're trained, on how to, to read that chromatograph, you can see that 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 was a forgery. That something is 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 masking it. Is is masking it. And so, you know, I, I think it would really behoove the Department of State Health Services to provide education, very similar to what you see with the Department, of, the Texas Department of Agriculture, the video that you have to watch before getting that license. That really is just focused in on what is a certificate of analysis. How do you read these reports? This is a chromatograph. If you see these things, to to get further data on those products, and and to to really kind of give an understanding of the measuring stick. How how are companies going to be judged ultimately by these different state agencies? Something I did not get to put into the article because it didn't occur to me until after I wrote it was that in the original hemp bill we passed in 2019, the 86th legislature. There are rules, there is a law, there was a section put down that DSHS is supposed to be doing evaluations of these products. And from my understanding, it didn't happen because COVID hit and they said, we don't have the funding for that. But even with COVID returning now, the word I'm getting is that they are going to start going after people when they get reports that come in that they have a hot product. So now the warning is on top of what you've mentioned with having a chromatograph, is that if you have a product on your shelf that you think is Delta 8, and it turns out it is not Delta 8, when they take it into their lab, you are going to be held liable for that. The original hemp bill laid that out. The retailers will be held responsible for these products on the shelf. And if I remember correctly, I think there's a case out of Houston that uh, one of the cannabis attorneys is representing that they had no idea. And the cops came in, took product, and said, well, we tested it you're selling marijuana. That's a felony charge. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's unfortunate that Delta 8 really muddied up the the, the decrim bill and, and muddied up the, the hemp bill. I, but I think it has kind of created this overall feeling, both from the legislature as well as certainly all the advocates, that it's just time to get this done. It's time to move forward with true cannabis reform. Um, I think there could be a path forward for Delta-8, these other isomers of Delta-9, which, you know, they, they explicitly said 0.3 Delta-9. It's not supposed to be over Delta-9. We don't want these different things. Um, there could be a path forward for that in a medical program, but we have to have the right framework because I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find many people that would recommend giving Delta-8 products to someone who's under 21 years old. In Oregon, um, they, they pass laws, and as you know, Oregon has a, has a marijuana program that allows... Um, 
Delta A into the program, but you have to be 21 years or older. Um, you know, there should be certain labeling requirements on those products. You you will test hot on a on a Delta Nine test, a UA test, if you take Delta Eight products. Um, just things to be aware, and you know, we always want to be a good reference point, um, you know, to to protect the industry and and, and your business overall. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk a little bit about the Lucky Leaf again when we get back. Uh, we'll have a quick segment, and we'll be out after that. But uh, it's the Texas Hip Show, and we're excited about the upcoming Lucky Leaf Expo. We've got a new great issue for everyone here uh, on July 1st, uh, the, tomorrow. But let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back and wrap up with some stuff from Lucky Leaf and what you can expect from this month's Texas Hip Reporter magazine. We'll be back on the other side, the Texas Hip Show. Cosmic Cowboys Extractions, at the forefront of industrial hash production and infusion. Our trademark gold dust hash is truly total spectrum and chemical free for consumers. Let us put our patented technologies and processes to work, adding value to your product. Gold dust, probably the best hemp product on the planet. To place your order, visit CosmicCowboysExtractions.com. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, sponsored by The Loot. The Loot, helping vape and smoke shops deliver the most innovative products to customers. Constantly creating new products that people love. E-liquid, salts, CBD topicals, tincture flour, edibles, and Delta 8. Your customers will be shouting, give me The Loot. The Loot, creating high margin products for vape and smoke shops. Contact us today at thelootjuice.com for all your vape, CBD, and Delta 8 needs. Mention Texas Hemp Reporter for 10% off. Give me The Loot. Hello Texas Hemp Farmers, this is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595 to learn more. Mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com where we have the seeds you need to succeed. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day, including addressing challenges resulting from the USDA and DEA final interim rules, banking and insurance concerns for cannabis businesses, unique farming challenges associated with hemp and high THC cannabis, and GMP clean room management and general management for business in the rapidly changing cannabis market. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. The third annual Southern Hemp Expo is now open for exhibitor and sponsor registration. This year's event will take place at the Convention Center in Raleigh, North Carolina on September 2nd through the 4th, where we will have three days of conferences, seminars, and workshops, 250 plus exhibitors, and numerous networking and entertainment opportunities. For more information, check out SouthernHempExpo.com. 
Since 1938, TPS Lab has been guiding growers of many different crops around the world to making maximum yields and quality and solving difficult field problems with advanced innovative solutions. Hemp Plan offers the most advanced guidance to industrial hemp growers. The purpose of Hemp Plan is for you to realize the highest quality and yields with minimal THC for your crop's genetics by minimizing plant biotic and abiotic stresses. TPS Lab offers many services and options to the industrial hemp grower. Contact Joe at TPS Labs at 956-383-0739. That's 956-383-0739. That's TPS Lab. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Show. Again, this weekend, well, not this weekend, but it'll be next weekend, is the Lucky Leaf Expo, beginning on the 8th with the Texas Cannabis Collective's kickoff party. And then the 9th and 10th will be the official Lucky Leaf Expo Dallas uh, coming up this uh, next weekend, not this 4th of July weekend, this weekend, but... This weekend, you will be able to uh, pick up copies of the magazine and uh, pick those up around your HEVs and uh, Whole Foods. Uh, any CBD store around? Restart, yeah. Restart CBD. Go over there and pick some up. She's got a column in the new issue. Hey, you know, nothing more patriotic than picking up a magazine, or patriotic for the cannabis community than picking up a magazine with Tommy Chong on the cover, right? <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed listening to, to that to that interview uh, that was fun yeah it having kind of the texas tilt on it uh, was great and you know i think he was very understanding of the situations that we have going on but uh well he thinks that we need to clean up get our stuff together <laughs> yeah well the infrastructure is like i agree <laughs> yeah we agree with you tommy on that but that interview also available in podcast format uh that was podcast 30 five or four, uh, but then you'll also be able to pick the, that up in the magazine and, and read the, the interview uh, as well. Also, Steve D'Angelo is in this issue. A lot of uh, folks know about Steve's work um, in, in cannabis in, in California. Uh, D'Angelo working on a number of operations in Mexico right now. Uh, you spoke to, uh, he's got a lot of business stuff and deals that he's now working with Mexico as a result of their laws changing and going recreational. So um, it's going to be really fascinating to see what happens in Mexico and, and if that has any real, I imagine it's going to have a big impact on, on the rest of Central America and, and South America as well. Um, you know, I know that there's been further discussions, and I think further discussions planned in the not too distant future with the UN around the, the single convention around controlled substances um, to, to continue to, to loosen that up. But, you know, back to the, the beginning part of the show, you know, again, having Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas acknowledge that there's 36 states that now have medical programs, 19 or 18 or 19 of them that are recreational. 
you know, what are we doing here? You have a, a hodgepodge of of different regulations. You you step over uh, a border to another state, and you're an entirely different world from a from a legal standpoint. We um we, we got to make a change, and in 2023, I think is going to be a big. So opportunity. I want to clarify that real quick. The issue that came up was the dispensary came up because they had to pay taxes, and they were saying we want to deduct like any other business. It's not fair. And then his comments later on were pretty much that you have a Department of Justice that says don't prosecute these things, but an IRS department that says, no, you must go after them for tax revenue. So these conflicts in federal law create issues. Yeah, and you know, hopefully with the passage of the Safe Banking Act that we're still anticipating, hoping passes, that's going to be the real foundational shift that needs to happen. Uh, you know what they say, uh, death and taxes are, are the two absolutes in the world. Um, if we can right. line those things up, um, there's plenty of incentive for the, the federal government, for our state governments, most importantly for the people. It's time that we stop arresting people for these things. And and, and we've... Here, here. Making, making progress on this, too. It, it delineates marijuana and hemp. These are still two, two different products for two different consumer groups. They'll be treated different. Hemp is, is the grocery store. It's feed. It's fiber, building materials, um, removed from the Controlled Substance Act entirely. You know, we've got to see cannabis move into a structure similar to what you see with alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a, is a horribly damaging substance, um, if not used responsibly. And, and there are different controls on on those products. Um, I think we should see something very similar um, for for cannabis that still to this date, I, I think the ultimate statistic on it is is killed zero people. Um, this is not something that, that you can overdose from. And, you know, yes, it was nice to, to see some acknowledgement of the medical usefulness of this for our veterans, for PTSD. Um, but we have to, to move away from opioids. We have to continue to acknowledge that that's one of the biggest ills that exists in our, our society today and that there are some viable alternatives to these things. Well, coming up on the program next month, as we this is the end of June, so our July lineup will continue with um, CBD Seed Lab on uh, July 7th next week. It is 4th of July weekend this weekend, so um, be safe out there and, and, and be, be good to yourselves, but don't be reckless. Um, on the 14th, TFNB Bank on the 14th of July, CBD Hemp Insurance on the 26th. I booked someone in place of Barry Cooper. On August 4th, Cheech Marine will be on. We're going to have some fun with Cheech. Andrew Bish on the 11th of August from Bish Enterprises. Jack Spiegel confirmed her uh, her appearance on the show on the 18th of August. And then Cosmic Cowboy Tractions, who does the... Badass Cowboy. Badass Cowboy. Uh, A hot bar- sauce. Barbecue. B- barbecue sauce. Yeah, the barbecue sauce. So Yeah, and... Uh, and last plug, um, for the 4th of July, um, Ionization Labs is providing a buy one, get one potency test. Um, so between the 1st and the 6th, uh, go to ionizationlabs.com, go to our testing services, and we will get you taken care of and turned around quickly. We'll pick up a copy of the Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. You will find them in all of your HEBs this Friday. They'll be at Whole Foods this weekend. You'll find them in um, your favorite CBD or smoke shop as well, beginning Friday and, and, and possibly even late tomorrow night. But we look forward to having you pick those up, and uh, we'll see you next week on the Texas Hemp Show with CBD Seed Lab next week. Adios. So-